Hi, it's Dustin Lanier. Thanks for listening. Please find me on LinkedIn for original public sector operations content every week. And please reach out to me if I and my team of procurement professionals at Civic Initiatives can help you be a public procurement change agent. Well, thanks everybody. So let's get some preliminaries out of the way. Rafi, I'll introduce myself and then I'll let you go. So um, that's me, by the way, on LinkedIn. Rafi, I'll have to teach you how to not have a bunch of numbers after the end of your LinkedIn <laughs> after this uh, session. So I'm a certified public procurement officer. I was with the state of Texas for 10 years as a deputy CIO, and then I ran a specialized procurement group, and I run Civic Initiatives, which works around the country on projects for procurement offices with certified procurement professionals, and we've had a good opportunity to do some work with Cook County, which is part of what we're talking about today. So Rafi, introduce yourself and give people your background. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, as Dustin said, my name is Rafi Serafian. I am the Chief Procurement Officer for Cook County, and I am uh, the proud team member of one of the best team, the best team in Cook County, uh, the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer. Uh, and uh, our team does amazing work. Uh, and I'd like to give a special shout out to the team members of the OCCO who are with us here today, and also to those members of the OCCO who are back home in Chicago virtually uh, participating in uh, I have uh, over 20 years of experience in, uh, in public sector procurement. I started uh, my career way back in the Ice Age uh, when I spent a few years at the city of Chicago. I was uh, what was called a contract administrator for a city department and I liaised with the city's procurement department. I moved on to the Chicago Park District where I spent about 16 plus years. Most of that time I was the director of their purchasing and then for the past four years, I've had the, uh, the pleasure to uh, work for Cook County as the, uh, as the Chief Procurement Officer, and again, uh, with the best team in Cook County, the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer. Um, by the way, do you have one of these? Right oh, okay, you phone. can hear. Yeah, it may be a little far, but uh, maybe, maybe move it up just so that we... Right. So, I'm technically uh, challenged, as you can see. <laughs> so, um, so I'm recording this for... Uh, this one, this one isn't being recorded live stream, so I'm also recording it for our podcast for people who aren't able to be here. So Rafi, there's a lot going on in Cook County. We did a preview for this session last week that was put out on LinkedIn and also on the audio where we talked about how big Cook County was, and you said it was the second most populous county in the country. Right. I went and did a little math, and that would make it the 24th biggest state. That has to involve a huge amount of structure to actually pull it off, and some people in the audience, maybe they work for a city of like 100,000 or 200,000, but when you start talking 5.1 million, that's a lot of infrastructure. We're, so we're, we're, Our operation is, is vast. As Dustin said, by population, Cook County is the second largest county in the country, over 5 million uh, residents that we serve. Our operation in Cook County, for, on the procurement side, the OCPO team manages over 600 active contracts valued in the aggregate at over a billion dollars. We also do annually uh, somewhere in, in the order of 250 plus in terms of procure, uh, procurements every year. As of yesterday, the procurement team has right now over 300 procurement open items on their plate that we're processing. Those 300 items are either requests for new contracts or amendments to active contracts. And so our, our operation is vast. Now, I, 
what I have to say is, yesterday I was in a session and Sean Carroll, uh, the head of procurement for the state of New York, he was describing his operation and uh, my eyes opened because his operation is at least double what we do in Cook County. And then one of the team members from, from the OCPO that's here with us, he met one of his counterparts yesterday and he learned that she is the only person in her agency that's responsible for procurement. So where we fit, we're in between those points on the spectrum, but our operation is, is immense. And like everyone else, we're all facing the same issues. Overall context setting for Cook County, you were describing everybody from the sheriff to the pathologist right, to the right. to the up to the down. We, so we procure for for what we call all the offices under the uh, under Madam President uh, Tony Preckwinkle. There are six six bureaus and four departments over there, and from those bureaus, there Bureau of Human Resources, Technology, Administration, they're all the departments. And then we also procure for all the offices of the elected officials of Cook County, the sheriff, the state's attorney, the assessor, the treasurer, and go on down the line. So we are procuring a vast amount of uh, construction, work services, and commodities and professional services annually. And the variety of things that we are procuring is vast. If you can think about it, we're procuring it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a quick overview of our operation. You started talking about your operation and, and some of your staff. Under your current staffing model, what would kind of a full complement of staff that you've been allocated to, to have for this function, what would it be if you were at full complement, and what kind of challenges have you had on kind of keeping yeah. at that full complement? Well, for us, and I'm sure for all of you, I mean, and, and staffing is the big issue, right? And, and having enough staff to do all the work and do it efficiently. Uh, so, you know, where, where we would like to be is, is to have have uh, sections in, in, in procurement that really can dedicate on certain areas and we're moving in that direction, but also having an area that can, de that can be dedicated to operations is what we call it. What is operations? Strategic sourcing, uh, looking at uh, our policies and procedures, looking at into training and, uh, and providing other staff support. Because our operation is so vast, and, and because our staffing isn't where it needs to be, we are looking more at all hands on deck every day to get the work done. And so when I talked about earlier that we have 300 plus items right now active in, in, in the OCPO, those 300 items are distributed even among to our deputies. Uh, so it is an all hands on deck operation for us, but where we would like to be, have enough staffing so we can take care of the day to day, Deputies can then do what they need to do strategically to run their op to run their units. We're putting together a new section for just operations to do that strategic stuff. That's where we would like to be, and then also with more staffing, then lighten the workloads for for the team. I'm curious before I go into the next question. I believe at one point you guys had a requirement that employees had to live within Cook County. Is that still? A yeah, thing? no, no, it, it still is. You have to be a resident of Cook County, so. Uh, Wonderful, beautiful, magnificent Cook County. <laughs> Did you bring any flyers? <laughs> but that does create a constraint. I believe City of Austin, who's sitting over here, has a similar, is that you have to live within the city boundaries? Oh, okay. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, I don't know if Pittsburgh's in here. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh still has that. You were raising your hand? Kansas City. In an era where we've all come out of COVID and people learned that they can do remote work and then now some people maybe would be willing to work uh, and they can't. 
it creates this an interesting thing as far as like you know managing staffing because you're competing with the city and the university everyone. and the state and a similar everyone everyone exactly I mean you know we 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 work closely with our HR uh, bureau to post positions but you know there are challenges and so you know the marketplace is is really been turned upside down and so we are posting, posting, and reposting positions all the time. There's a position we have out right now. It's been reposted at least twice. I think we're on either the third or fourth repost. Uh, it's, so that's one of the challenges, too, uh, that, that I'm sure you're all facing as well. We'll talk more about staffing uh, in a little bit. Let's get into some of the review and transformation work that's going on. So we helped you to do a, uh, a review of your program Civic uses a 10 work stream approach on how we look at procurement shops that tries to look at both the operational characteristics, the execution characteristics, and it allows us to really try to get a 360 view on the procurement shop for the purpose of saying, what is the strategic capability of the shop? In 12 years, we've been in 40, 50, 60 individual shops. And when I mean in them, I mean at the retail level. So I can say categorically, I've never been in a shop that wasn't busy. Everybody's busy. I've been in many shops that were lacking strategic capability. So we went through that review exercise with you, Rafi. We had interviews with so many of your departments, up, down, sideways, and really thorough effort. Talk about the importance of yeah. having some external eyes to help you look at something Absolutely. when you're in it and grinding every day. We're always interested in improving the way we deliver our services, and we're always interested in transformation just as much as you are. We don't want to stay static. But the problem is, you know, staffing. We don't have the staff uh, and the resources to be able to dedicate the time to really attack the question of transformation and, and innovation. And that's one of the th themes I've been hearing this, this whole this past few days here. Anecdotally, to give you an example, in 2019, we decided, you know, I started in 2018 in the fall and 2019 uh, midwinter, we decided to take on a revision of our procurement forms. We, like you, we have many forms, a request for a new contract, request for a contract amendment. Well, we started that project, but it's, it's involved, it takes time, and with heavy workloads, that, that means our ability to focus on that project and push it through you know, is, is limited. So we were able to go through and do one form, and some of these forms go back to 16 and 15. And then what happened as 2019 progressed, and we get into the winter of 20, what happened then? The pandemic hit. And so the project then came to a halt. And not just the revision of our forms projects. We, had other, we have other projects that are critical to our operation. We have a, for example, you might have a procurement manual, as do we. Our procurement manual, again, goes back to 16, goes back to 15. It's a, it's a good document, but it's more or less a restatement of our code. And it's, and it's not instructional to tell people what they, to tell the departments that we serve, this is how you're going to do, to do this. This is what you need to do that. So it's less instructional. So it really doesn't help them much. So, one of the projects we wanted to do is also to revise our, our, procurement, our procurement manual. And there are a host of other projects we want to do that you can put under the umbrella of transformation, innovation, whatever you want to call it. And since we didn't have the resources to do it, we, start, we looked at third-party support. And that's where Civic Initiatives comes in. 
And they've been giving us critical support here to help us do this critical work, to help us improve and transform our operation. Now, I, I use the word transform and improvement, but I, I need to say that there is no one definition. Your operations are, you know, we're doing the same work, but your operations are different from mine. You might be operating under different governing structures. You have probably different codes, rules, regulations. You might have different policies and procedural concerns as well than we do in Cook County. So when you think about transformation, you have to think about all of that. Uh, and so, so what transformation means to you and me might be a little bit different. We're coming at it with similar lenses, but we might be coming at it with different lenses as well. And the other thing, too, is, you know, um, there is no one way to do transformation or improvement. There's no magic wand. Uh, there's no switch that can be flipped. What it is is a commitment on, you know, my part, my team's part, and your part, and your team's parts to recognize that, hey, we can improve our, there are things we can do to improve our operation, to transform it, in other words to help us deliver the services, the critical services we're dividing, we're providing, so that we can better serve the customers and who are our customers, it's our departments that we're serving. That's how we looked at the question of transformation. And again, it's with the support of, of Civic that we're able to get to the point where we are right now, and, and Dustin mentioned something else that's very important here. To really do transformation and, or do an improvement and do it what I believe is, the, is, is really thoroughly and, and do it well, you have to be able to, two things, you have to survey your customers. And who are your customers? It's, it's the departments that you serve. So the departments that I serve, the bureaus that, that I serve, and also the offices of electeds. You have to be able to survey them, and you have to be able to be willing to get their feedback and be willing to hear their feedback, listen to their feedback. And it's going to be critical, and but fair. And, and if you're willing to receive that feedback, if you're interested in it, that is the critical first step, very critical first step to making an improvement or transforming your department and moving it forward. If you're not willing to you know, receive that feedback, and it will be harsh but fair, if you're not willing to receive it, then anything you do in terms of improvement, it's, it's, it's not gonna rest on a solid foundation. Because at the end of the day, we serve those departments. And I'm sorry on this point. I was, I was in a workshop this morning where, uh, which was about vendor performance evaluation and contract management. And the, and one of the speakers was talking about vendor, uh, vendor performance management. And he said, typically that conversation is a one-way conversation. It's us talking to the vendor and nine times out of 10, it's, n it's not a pleasant conversation for the vendor. Oh, you missed the de delivery. Oh, you didn't charge us at the contract unit prices and so on and so on and so on and so <clears> on. <throat> and then he's then, but he asked an important question. How many of us, are actually asking the vendor, how are we doing? How are we, how, are, how are we treating you? And that's a critical question to ask. And so I say that because I tie back to the surveys uh, from our departments. We serve those departments and their feedback is critical to what we do. And we need to be able to ask the departments that we serve, how are we in procurement doing? What are, what are we doing well? 
But most importantly, what aren't we doing well? Where are the pain points? Because it's through their experience and their eyes that they will open us and help us do our job better. And they will tell us things from their shoes and their position about where we can improve. And so that's why doing surveys up front before you launch into a, into a transformation initiative or in any improvement is critical. It's absolutely critical. And to do it well, it has to be thorough and deep. And that's what that was, and it has to take time. And that's what, uh, that's what Civic did, one of the many things they did for us. When you look at our 10 work stream model that we use for review, you know, one of them is procurement execution, of course. Um, but for shops that are, have gotten them stuck, themselves stuck in a transactional hamster wheel and they can't get to a strategic place because they're so busy filling or cutting the grass with scissors with individual requisitions and individual phone calls that they can't step back and make systems, then we try to have that full view across the shop. And one of them is, where's the voice of the customer in the procurement operations? If you have a procurement shop that is very transactional, then a lot of times, if they're not properly staffed, then they're gonna have a backlog, right? Because we're very transactional, we're trying to stay in front of the backlog. So then procurement shops that are transactional with a backlog can tend to get in a foxhole. They feel worried that the customer is going to be saying, you're slow and I can't get my stuff out. But it's not about the individual procurement uh, professional or the individual shop. Sometimes it's about the system that we have created right. to take advantage of the, those resources mm -hmm. and to use them. So stakeholders are both the departments and yeah. uh, and 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 vendors. I mean, they exactly are. exactly so. Yeah, and their voice is critical. Yep. And if you're not if we're not getting their voice, if we're not willing to hear their voice, and 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 uh, think about what they're saying, anything again, anything we do is it's not going to achieve the maximum impact, maximum effect. 